0: Welcome to the Church Podcast, talking all things ministry to help you do church better. I'm your co-host John Ronaldo, and I am joined here by Christopher Wesley on the East Coast. How are you today, my friend?
1: East Coast represent. No, and I'm on
0: West Coast. So, boom, we've got the country covered.
1: We 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 do we do. Although Vegas isn't exactly on the coast, so we're forgetting about California. You know but that's all right
0: yeah. well you know some people believe california is going to fall into the oceans with all those earthquakes someday so maybe maybe that, vegas will be beachfront property someday
1: says the californian living in vegas all right. exactly anyway. i don't live and, there anymore
0: so yeah yeah yeah
1: is that why they moved the oakland raiders into vegas just so that yeah, they they're getting
0: anymore. ready for that too Yeah. So. okay
1: all right <laughs> but no um you know it, it's funny because um uh, one of the things that I wanted to, you know, summer's come to an end, uh, we're, we're well in September right now, and uh, as we're recording this, and uh, you know, you think back to your summer, and the big question that you ask people is like, what are things that you do? And you think back to those moments over the summer that were good, maybe there was a little bit of a busyness. Um, John, I know this summer for me was memorable because we got to hike together, that was pretty cool, John and I hung out earlier in the summer and everything. And, uh, you know, it's like those moments that you cherish and those moments that can be powerful, um, to us, not just in our personal life, but in our ministry as well. And, and John, I'm sure, um, uh, when we talk about powerful moments in the church, one of the first things that comes to mind are moments, maybe like the Easter vigil, right? Where we see people who are welcomed into the church, or if you've ever been to, um, the ordination of a priest or, uh, a Catholic wedding or a baptism, right? We think about the sacraments and there's all these major moments in our church that are precious and are valuable. But what I wanna talk about today are some of those smaller moments, right? And, and this is based off of um, a book that I've been reading uh, called The Power of Moments, uh, written by Chip and Dan Heath. And if those names sound familiar, um, they are also the authors, they're the brothers who co-wrote uh, Switch Book Switch and uh, the book Made to Stick, which um, if you listen to our last podcast, uh, I think are definite must reads because they're about switching the culture and, and help helping uh, messages stick. But with the in this book, The Power of Moments, they talk about how you know sometimes the most powerful things that we can do are are are, are simple, um, are are not ordinary, are outside the box. And we've talked about hospitality, we've talked about faith formation here, and I think one of the of this podcast is we're trying to help you create those moments in your church. But what I wanted to do today is talk about small, simple moments that might not take a lot of effort, um, but definitely take a lot of heart and intention that can have a huge impact.
0: I really like the concept of this. I haven't read the book, but it's now on my Amazon wish list, So I'm, I'm definitely going to be picking it up soon. But I love the concept because l- let me just kind of do a, a personal antidote with this. My wife and I moved away from gift giving each other quite a few years ago. And part of it is gifts aren't our love language, but more importantly, one of the things that, that we were intentional about is we want to create memorable experiences, memorable moments in our lives as a family and as a couple. And so we've been intentional about spending time and money, quite honestly, on moments that my kids are going to remember, that we're going to remember long after whatever gift that we gotten had, had been has been dismissed or thrown away or broken or whatnot. And so, so I, I love the concept because I'm trying to do this at home personally. Like what are the, the experiences, the moments that we create that are going to be memorable in the life of our family? And, and I can see the connection between what I'm trying to do at home and what we should be intentionally doing uh, in church and in ministry. So I'm really excited to kind of hear, uh, about this a little bit more and break this open a little bit. Cause I know Chris, you've been giving a lot of thought to this in terms of what does this look like in parish life? Thinking about the power of moments.
1: Right, right. And so one of the, the big stories in the book, um, and I don't want to talk too much about, um, their, their stories cause I really think it's worth the read is uh the story of one of the most popular hotels in los angeles and uh you know when you think about it, john right los angeles boasts plenty of terrific hotels and when you're thinking of top hotels like what what are some brands or names that come to mind
0: marriott uh certainly marriott and hilton i think of what's that I think of the Disney hotel in, in Hawaii, the
1: Oolani oh, yeah. or
0: whatever it's called. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and certainly any Disney hotel, like those are some of the ones that come to mind.
1: So you you being a Californian guy and living in the LA area, have you ever heard of the magic castle hotel?
0: No, I have not.
1: All right. So it's actually rated as the fourth on, on trip advisor, the fourth best hotel in, um, in the Beverly Hills, um, hotel area. And, and which is kind of shocking because usually the average price of those hotels is around seven hundred dollars per night, but this is only at one hundred ninety nine dollars. Now, uh, this isn't you know based off of like any um, uh, you know huge reviewers. This is from TripAdvisor, so you know like uh, basically customer reviews, and the things that they talk about um, with this hotel is uh, that it's not anything glamorous. You know, it's not like these. Uh, you know, 1,000 thread uh, count sheets that, you know, uh, made of Egyptian silk or, um, you know, uh, freshly baked cookies or anything like that. But one of the most defining moments in that hotel is something called the Popsicle Hotline. And so, what they talk about in the book is, by the pool, there's a red phone. And basically, all you do is you pick up that red phone and you wait to hear, hello, Popsicle Hotline, and you order uh, type of popsicle that you want, whether it's orange or, you know, uh, grape or uh, cherry or, or something on like those or lemon, right? And they bring out that popsicle on a silver tray um, uh, for you to for you to eat. And and, and it's a part of the experience, right? And, and there's all these other small things in the hotel like that. And so the book, uh, uh, the, the authors, Chip and Dan Heath, go to say that, you know, what people remember is something that's extraordinary, something that's out of the ordinary, something that's unique but also makes them feel special, that makes them smile, right? Because you don't have to be a huge Popsicle fishing in auto to appreciate the Popsicle hotline, but to know that there's a unique sort of thing there. So the question that I started asking myself and the question that I would love for us to explore here in this podcast is what are those unique small moments that you're trying to create in your parish that are memorable and have your parishioners excited not just to come back, but to, to tell their friends about it. Because if we go on our review pages, which is usually social media for churches, we hear a lot of complaints of the pastor didn't greet me. Or the administrative assistant was so rude. Or, you know, they made me follow all these rules. But rarely do we hear these little unique things at my church they did X, Y, or Z. So. That's the question. What are those small, unique things that you're doing to create those powerful moments that could change lives and being, bring people back to Christ? So, John, just with that question, I mean, I'm sure I'll give you some time to sort of think about things that you've done. But let me share with you something that we, we started doing uh, for everyone who's entering into sixth grade in our middle school program, right? We understand that Middle school is the most tumultuous time of people's lives. In fact, it's always rated at the top, near the top of uh, worst times of someone's life. People will often say, oh, I wish I was back in high school or college, but no one ever says I wish, wish I was back in middle school, unless you're a middle school youth minister like myself and we're just crazy. But anyway, the one thing that we um, started doing is we, when you enter into the sixth grade, we um, give you a journal, um, a UCAT, and a bible and we wrap that in ribbon and we write a little note to each of the sixth graders who are starting um in our middle school program all right so they might never read that bible they may never open up that ucat or write in that journal but we want them to know that when they start in our middle school program that um and in the note we say like we welcome you to the journey that you're about to begin we're so excited to travel with you we want them to know in that moment that they are engaging something special, that they're engaging something unique. And, and so for us, this is different because it's not like confirmation where it's the end of a process, this is at the beginning of the process, and we wanna engage them there and we want them to know how valuable and, and awesome they are and how excited we are to walk with them.
0: I really love that idea uh, because it's it's the accompaniment piece right that you're you're, we're going after right and 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 it just it's that one little it's like the dressing you know it's like the frosting on the cake that really just makes it so much better i think that's really intriguing you know one of the things i was thinking about you know is is a lot of us end up talking about hospitality uh, during sunday right and the sunday experience uh and and sunday liturgy And, and i'm trying to think in my head like how do you create moments just like that right that you do in your middle school ministry? How do you create moments uh on Sunday or Saturday night when you have the majority of parishers coming to your grounds right which is one of the reasons why a lot of people are saying you've got to have some sort of intentional hospitality uh ministry going on and we've talked about that before in a previous podcast you know but i'm trying to I'm trying to translate this idea of moments to hospitality Chris, what have you see, you know, what are some ideas of of a moment like you described with middle school students, but with the majority of parishioners, say on Sunday, have you given any thought and time and energy on that? And what does that look like? You think?
1: Yeah. So, uh, one thing that came to mind right away, which I don't have control over, but it's something our parish does. And I like what they're, they're doing with it is, um, baptisms, you know, during the liturgy during mass. Right. Um, I don't know about you, John, but my boys, they were baptized on a Saturday, you know, when the church was empty, except for our family and friends and everything like that. And it was special for us, but it wasn't memorable in the way that, um, that it could be. And, uh, I mean, it's memorable for me because I got my sons baptized, but if they're a part of the church, it's not memorable for my church. It's not memorable for my congregation. Not that they're gonna remember when Matthew and Benjamin Wesley were baptized, but when we have a baptism at, during the liturgy at mass, right? That's, some, that's a point where I can turn to my sons and say like, hey, aren't you excited? We now have you know, someone new to our church, someone new um, who, who's accepted Christ, who, who, who's gonna go on this journey with us. And so as a parent i have something to point my my kids to and, and show them the sacraments and that but it's also an opportunity for our priests um, to highlight like specific families you know we talk about sometimes if you have a parish that's huge like you have hundreds or thousands of members and it's hard to keep track at that moment in the baptism you can make that one family seem really special in fact all the families who are baptizing their kids during the mass can feel special and not just to the priest and their family and friends, but to the entire congregation. So that's like an example of a small moment where people are elevated, and it's memorable, and it's exciting.
0: Yeah, I, I've, I think I've taken that for granted, uh, Chris, because uh, for, for me, um, we intentionally asked for our baptisms of my three kids to take place during the mass that that we usually go to that's that's our community so our parishes did do baptisms on sunday masses but they would often relegate it to one of the masses i think like 10 a.m or 10 30 or whatever like that but those weren't wasn't the community we were a part of you know we we intentionally went to the evening masses at that time and so we said we want our kids baptized at that evening mass uh, because that community knew us we knew each other and it was powerful it was powerful uh, certainly powerful for me, you know, because we are surrounded by our worshiping community. But also at the same time, it is powerful uh, that the experience of sacraments, and especially sacraments, especially baptism among among all of them, is is not relegated to just the family, right? You know, so I really like that idea that uh, because baptism is. A response to the, from the entire community as well, because we say during the baptismal rite, we ask not only the parents and the sponsors, but we ask the entire community, right? Are you going to help these parents and godparents raise up the child of the faith? And the entire congregation responds, yes, we are. And so baptism is really a communal celebration. I really like that a lot. And that is a powerful moment. I agree with you. Let me add on to that. One of the things that our, our pastor here now does uh, in Las Vegas, which I absolutely love, is that when we have a baptism in the back of the church, because our baptismal font is uh, in in the entrance, is he invites all the children that are present at mass to come around the baptismal font mm-hmm. when he's doing the baptism. Right That's again, awesome. yeah, yeah, it's that moment, right, where now he's drawing in the young people, the children in particular, to experience it firsthand. Because obviously, you know they're short, they can't always see what's going on. So allow them to have a front, a front row view of a baptism is really powerful. That is a moment. And my kids remember those moments, they absolutely remember them.
1: And it's intentional too. And that's yeah. what's beautiful about it. And, um, you know, so there are things that you can do, that are simple in your formation programs, there are things that you can do, uh, you know, to even enhance memorable moments, like receiving the sacraments, uh, another area is um, whether you're a pastor with your staff or you're a pastoral minister with your um, volunteers is making the first time you serve memorable, making your first day at work memorable. And this is one thing they talk about in the book. They do talk about uh, uh, the company John Deere, you know, that makes tractors and, and all the farming equipment and how there was an issue where um, people were, um, you know, ex- like, there was like high turnover or something along those lines, and they they saw that it was because when people started in their jobs, they were basically said, "All right, here's your desk," and they sat around for a computer. They sat around uh, waiting to get uh, uh, waiting for someone to approach them, not knowing who to sit with at the lunchroom and everything like that. And and that's not just the John Deere thing; that happens at the church all the time. That happens in different organizations. That's happened to me. It's happened to my wife. You know, it's it's a common problem. So what John Deere did is they created a system um, where the first week for that employee, for any employee, was a memorable one. And uh, so they talked about different things they did there. The question that I have, and, and this is something that we I've done before at Nativity and, and now at St. Joe's, is, is ask how do we make that first, um, not just that first day, but that first month of a volunteer's life memorable, right? Like when you're asking someone to sacrifice uh, an hour or two to serve and they're showing up for the first time, like they're going to get a first impression. They, they, they might have a great day. They might have a bad day, but chances are it's not going to be memorable. Um, and they're just going to either, uh, out or continue to serve, but never like think about that first day. But if we can be intentional about that first time they serve, um, and we can make it something special then it's gonna create a momentum, it's gonna elevate um, the way that you do ministry in many different ways. So the question is, what are some small things we can do for our volunteers? So when your volunteer shows up, um, not only do they know what to do, but how are they greeted? You know, uh, so one of the things that we try to do is we've created positions in our volunteer teams of um, men and women who greet the new volunteer that shows up. So just as we're greeting students as they're coming into our youth program, we wanna greet that new volunteer. And that new volunteer is gonna meet uh, this person who they've already talked to before. And uh, that um, liaison is going to then connect them with another volunteer who they're gonna shadow, who they're gonna be connected with. And one of the things we've done in the past, and we're, we're starting to incorporate as well, is you know writing a thank you card and figuring out what that volunteer's favorite candy is. Right now, we're just giving them a thousand grand, uh, the candy bar to a thousand grand because that's what they're worth to us, a thousand grand. Um, and uh, you know, but basically we want them to feel special in that moment. We also presented them with a t-shirt. We used to, at Nativity, present them with a t-shirt so you felt like you were a part of a team. So it wasn't just like, hey, show up at, you know, a quarter to five, get ready to serve, and maybe we'll see you around at, at mass or after the program you know, it's, it's being very intentional with how you onboard your volunteers. And again, uh, from a staff point, how are you onboarding your staff? Uh,
0: you, you reminded me of an experience that I have that it's, I think, really common in youth ministry uh, circles in terms of retreats and stuff like that. But it's, I want to share because it is absolutely created a moment. There are two things that I used to do all the time. And I know youth ministers do it, but I think it's, it's one of the, powerful components of ministry uh is uh a lot of times on retreats the youth ministry will have an affirmation bag chris i'm Mm -hmm. sure you've done that before right where you you know you someone decorates a a little brown lunch bag or something else and tapes it on the wall and throughout the weekend or however long the retreat is people are writing hopefully positive notes you know to it um the reason i mentioned that is because I still have, I, I've I've gotten numerous bags over the years, but I still have one of those bags that I've intentionally kept from when I was in high school because it was so touching to me, right? Um, you know, what people wrote and just to have, and some of the things that people wrote were silly, but some of the things were memorable, and, but I've kept them all, right? And the reason that's a powerful moment is because it's, it could be a huge affirmation for uh, for young people in particular who are dealing with all sorts of struggles of identity and whatnot, you know, and, and, and confidence, you know, that that's a, a moment that I remember clearly to the point that I always did that in my youth ministry and young adult retreats has had some mm-hmm. sort of component like that. And the second one is related to, this. I think we often see this in confirmation retreats or whatnot, is a letter from mom and dad or whoever the caretaker, the guardian is, you know, affirming the young person who's being confirmed, right? And it's a letter that's th- thoughtful, written by an adult, prepared in advance and given to the young people on the retreat, right? Where then they can read it and digest it. Mm-hmm. And the reason that's a powerful moment is because <clears throat> life is busy at home. And I know as a parent of three young children, I do not affirm and recognize my kids as often as I should. To receive a written letter from mom or dad or whoever the guardian is to sharing them is a powerful moment and one that I remember. And I know, you know, many of the young people I've worked with remember that moment as well. I mean, you've done that on, on retreats oh, before, yeah. right? Oh, Chris? Yeah,
1: I, I, I've had that done for me and I've done that uh, for other people. And, and that's something we do um, with all of our trips now um, uh, for students because, yeah, we want them to know that they're going outside of their comfort zone, but that people are thinking and praying for them. And so again, what we're talking about here is not, uh, not anything that is expensive or um, you know, takes a lot of work. It it really just takes intention um, and thoughtfulness. And so what I would again, encourage everyone to think about are what are some like simple moments that you can create in your parish, in your ministry that can be memorable. Uh, for the people that you serve. Um, So yeah, uh, check out that book, uh, Power of Moments by Chip and Dan Heath. Um, Really great book. Um, If you guys, uh, you know, have any questions or comments about that, you know, shoot us an email at questions at the church John, if people want, want to connect with you or uh, do you have any other comments to add i should say because you... <laughs> you know, that's what i did last episode yeah, yeah.
0: no not not this time uh, right. but I, I i really like this idea of moments and i think I think every ministry, every individual in church can think about these moments of how can we create moments that are memorable in church so that people want to come back and feel fed by the parish. So Chris, I'm really glad you brought up this topic. People can find me at theparishsuccessgroup.com and find out about what we do there, my information there. And then on Twitter at John Rinaldo, we'd love to connect with you there as well.
1: Awesome. And you can find me at marathonyouthministry.com or connect with me at all things Marathon Youth Ministry on social media. Um, And again, you can go to thechurchpodcast.org to listen not just to this episode, but many other episodes as well. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. And we'd love to hear your reviews and what moments from our podcast you've enjoyed the most and uh, have meant something to you. But anyway, we thank you so much for uh, all you do for the church. Uh, We are so grateful for uh, the way that you love others and love our Lord. Um, And uh, we hope the best, and uh, we pray for you, as we say in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, uh, thank you so much for the many different moments that you have placed in our lives, whether that's through the liturgy or the sacraments or uh, one-on-one encounters or um, community events, Lord, uh, small groups, uh, the many different ways that the local church can uh, share your love and share your joy and i pray lord that uh we we take that love we take that joy and we figure out ways to create moments uh for the people that we care about lord that we think about ways uh that we can um make your love memorable that we can um uh, continue to help people understand uh the power of what it means to be loved by you god thank you so much for loving us first We love you. In your name we pray. Amen.